0: Henry, Henry, there's someone on the line, Henry. Sorry, I was really doing a bad Nixon impression. (laughs) Sorry. I've been doing too many of these. That's that's good.
1: (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story you might think you know. I was more involved than just being the attorney general's wife. Someone injects her with a psychotropic drug. The story keeps getting stranger. If you want to
0: take me out, you can do it. Nobody knew there was going to be an impeachment proceeding. Slowburn Burn began as a popular podcast about the Watergate scandal with all the strange subplots and, and forgotten characters. Now it's a six-part series from Epics. And joining me right now is Slow Burn host Leon Nafak. Hello, Leon. Hello, Jeff. So, Leon, when I was 10 years old in 1976, I was seeing some sort of ch- children's matinee on a Saturday afternoon, and I stayed later to see the main feature, the regular feature of the theater. It was All the President's Men. And for some reason, that movie just spoke to me. So I kept going back on the weekends as 10 years old, seeing All the President's Men, and my family could not understand what the appeal was of that film. But it gave me my political voice that I have today.
1: Oh, that's so cool. 10 years old is young for that movie, but that, 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 that's good. That's good on you.
0: I even had the chance to interview Dustin Hoffman in my career, and he told me a similar story that so many people credit all the president's men in giving their their political voice and their awareness in politics.
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, it's, all that 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 movie was everything I knew about Watergate when we started working on this podcast. Uh, and it was a great starting point, but it, it, I also kind of got to see just, like, how much they had to leave out. I mean, this is such an amazing story with so many different subplots and, and, and characters that, you know, you can't fit it into a 90-minute movie. And so I, I, was glad, I was glad to be able to pick up, pick up their, uh, you know, their scraps and, and put them back together into this podcast and now this docu-series.
0: Well, even though *Slow Burn* is about the Watergate scandal, uh, it's so relevant today, you know, with corruption and scandal in, in our presidency and in our and our government today. But what happened with Watergate seems so tame by today's standards. Uh,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it definitely feels quaint sometimes to, to to read about like what what counted as a as a constitutional crisis and what counted as a you know many-day story, you know, that promoted, that prompted outrage from people. Uh, definitely the rules have changed, for sure.
0: So was it a challenge to find people to come on camera to speak about Watergate, even these many years later?
1: Yeah, well, I think we ended up talking to probably like 50 or so people uh, for the series as a whole, maybe even more than that. But, but you know, I, I didn't find a lot of resistance. There were a couple of people who said no, but, I, you know, I think mostly it was about, like, scheduling, honestly. I think a lot of people felt like, you know, it's been 40-plus years uh why not talk about it? You know, it's a story that everyone thinks they already know. What am I? You know, what, I'm not going to get in trouble. Uh, and and I think like that's part of the joy of me for me doing these historical documentaries. Um, I used to be a you know a print reporter and I was writing about you know the present and and getting people to talk about the present is a lot harder when when there's stuff on the line. Since forty years ago, you know, people are a little more cool about it and they and they and they are more willing to sit down and, and tell you the real story, which is I think part of what our advantage was in doing this show.
0: So when you started your podcast for Slow Burn, did a lot of people come up to you and say, Watergate, why that topic?
1: I, I had that reaction at first. I, I got to be honest with you. I thought, you know, Watergate, like everyone already knows what happened. You know, he, you know, there was a Watergate, there was a break in at the, at the, at the, at a hotel or something. And then uh, what? Nixon got impeached. And then, you know, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> of course, Nixon did not get impeached. Sometimes people do say that to me. They say, I, already, I don't need to listen to this. I know what happened. Nixon got impeached. And I say, he didn't get impeached. I think you should listen. He got forced to resign, which is different. Um, but yeah, I, it was really, it was, it was finding out about all these different, uh, subplots that I had not ever heard about that made me realize, oh, there's a lot of material here that we can introduce to people and, uh, you know, and it's going to feel fresh. Um, so for sure. Yeah. I, 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 I don't blame people for having that reaction at first, but there's just, it's mind boggling how much gets forgotten about the past. That's my, that's my real takeaway is like how much gets forgotten about stuff that's in the news every day.
0: So since Slow Burn is about strange subplots and forgotten characters in the Watergate scandal, was there one particular story you came across in your research that really stood out?
1: Yeah. The, so, so the story of Martha Mitchell, which is sort of the, the first, you know, makes up the first episode of the show, she was the wife of Nixon's attorney general turned campaign manager for the 1972 re-election bid. Uh, and Martha Mitchell was, 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 that, was that guy's wife, um, and she was incredibly charismatic, like, very popular, beloved, almost like media figure or celebrity. She was, you know, she went on game shows and, and morning talk shows, um, talking about politics and talking about, her, you know, her life as a socialite, sort of. Um, and she had really good relationships with sorry she had really good relationships with reporters, um, which meant that when the Watergate burglary happened, a lot of people in Nixon's orbit felt like Martha Mitchell was a threat because she knew all these journalists. She loved talking to them. She loved gossiping. And so they felt like, okay, she might say something that's going to expose what this really is. Because remember, at first, no one knew that it was a White House, you know, adjacent operation. Um, And so there was a fear that Martha was going to spill the beans. And so pretty radical steps were taken to sort of contain her in the days following Watergate. She was, you know, kept in a hotel room in, in California, far from home, uh, she was prevented from speaking on the phone. She was on the phone with the reporter and one of Nixon's people like pulled it out of the wall to stop her conversation. Ultimately, she got injected with a tranquilizer because um, basically she was freaking out. And you know it ended up that she kind of had to go out and, and, and talk you know, to the press about what had happened to her, and people didn't really believe her. People thought maybe, oh, she's she's gone you know, gone gone off the deep end. Maybe she's drunk or something. And um, it turned out that she she knew a lot more about Watergate than the rest of us for qu- quite a while.
0: Now, of course, you're coming from a podcast to a TV series, which is a visual medium. Tell me about the research you did for all the film footage.
1: For sure. Um, and you know, one one interesting thing about it was that we'd, we we. You know, uh, we had seen some of that footage before when we were making the podcast because a lot of what uh, you hear on the podcast is sourced from TV news. But, I, you know, and so uh, the my you know, our producer, Andrew Parsons, had, had gone through a lot of that material and, and, and watched it. But I had not watched a lot of it. I just heard it. And so seeing like someone like John Chancellor on NBC News, you know, whose voice I just associate with the 70s now, actually seeing him, you know, sitting there with his you know, suit in that background, it's just, it's so evocative. Um, there's a lot you can do in audio. It's a it's a it's a wonderful medium. But what I learned, you know, transitioning from audio to TV for this for this docu series, was that you know it's so much easier to evoke you know a time and a place uh, when you can have pictures. And so, what we do on the show with, on the docu series that's premiering on Sunday, is we really use you know the, the sort of texture of the time to. Be, make it really transporting and make it feel like you're, you know, you're really watching this story unfold from the vantage point of the 70s.
0: Leon, congratulations on Slow Burn, and when you have a chance, come visit us in Las Vegas. We'd love to have you.
1: I'd love that, thank you so much. The story I'm talking about is Watergate. And you can place all the blame right on the White House.
0: You can catch Slow Burn, the six-part miniseries on epics, And for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. I'm Jeffrey K. Howard in Las Vegas. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.